Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, you know it. It is time for Here We Go, the Steelers show. The 2023 season is over, and we are getting ready to jump right into 2024. And we're expecting big things to happen very, very soon. There could be an offensive coordinator. That that message could be coming out. You never know when. They already asked permission to talk to somebody. So the Pittsburgh Steelers will be doing a lot of things in Steel Curtain Network. Part of Fans First Sports Network is going to have it here first, but let's talk about 2023 and what went right and actually what went wrong as we do our season recap. But we are your hosts, Brian Anthony Davis and KT Smith. KT is the three-time champion from the state of New Jersey with the Ocean City Red Raiders. KT, what is going on, my friend? Uh, what's happening, Brian? Had, uh, coming off a pretty good weekend of football, I wish the Steelers were involved, but it was fun to watch nonetheless. Yeah, I tell you what, I I think I had more fun this divisional round than I've had in a long time in one that did not include the Pittsburgh Steelers and some great games. Man, I was riveted with all of them. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching. And honestly, I know we're going to get into our Steelers talk in a second. I, I don't think that this is a popular opinion throughout Steelers nation, or I won't say a popular opinion. It's probably not, not shared by a lot of the fan base, but I don't think the Steelers are that far away from, from being able to play with the the teams that we saw this past weekend. I mean, obviously they got some huge questions that they have to answer and they got to get them right. But if they do that, man, I, I don't think they're that far off. So I mean, we'll talk about that throughout the off season, but that was one of my big takeaways watching the games this weekend. Yeah, the second part of bad language had a lot about that as well, because if you listen to our breaking news last week with Jeff Hartman and myself, the second breaking news with our sources, we were talking about how it looks like the Steelers are going to look for a veteran 
quarterback of the uh, starting variety, like guys like Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, those kind of names are paramount right now. And they are not pipe dreams because the Steelers believe that they are close as well. And I agree with you. The football that we watched this weekend had a lot to do with that. But let me ask you this. As we talk about those games, what game riveted you the most? Of the four this past weekend? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I, I got to give you, I got to cheat and give you two. As far as just the game goes, I, you know, Kansas City Buffalo was so compelling. It was such a great drama there between uh, Mahomes and Allen. And then you got the, you know, the long suffering Bills fans and the twists and turns in that game. You know, the fake punt followed by the fumble out of the end zone. There were just the missed field goal, the wide right history repeating itself. There was, there was just so much uh, from that game to really enjoy as a football fan. But personally, because my my son Aiden, who's 11, is a Detroit Lions fan, uh, two weeks in a row now where we've gotten to share that together, and he's really just starting to understand football, and and we can really talk about the game now. And you know, I like like any 11-year-old, he lives and dies on every play. So it was – in in. In the absence of the Steelers, it's been fun to root for the Lions with him. And I got to tell you, I, I got to see Jared Goff in his first season in Detroit playing Pittsburgh. And I I really enjoy watching him play right now. And I everybody was talking about how what a great, compelling storyline it was going to be with the Rams and Stafford taking on Detroit. And that was, uh, I felt that whole narrative was wrong because Stafford was traded, but he won his ring because of that trade. Now I think it's Jared Goff is the guy that was the one thrown away in that deal. And I think the redemption factor is so fantastic, but Jared Goff doesn't look at it like it's redemption. He just looks at it like this is the goal this is the passion this is what we're going to do but i challenge you to find any casual fan out there that does not have a team in this final four that's not rooting for detroit yeah great story man i mean hard hard not i mean if you're rooting for fan bases you got detroit and buffalo two long-suffering fan bases but as steelers fans the bills have been a bit of a thorn in, in our side and they just knocked us out of the playoffs so it's a little harder to root for them, whereas it's easy to root for the Lions as a Steeler fan. You just you, you the cities, Pittsburgh and Detroit have some similarities, the struggles that they've gone through, et cetera. So uh, it, it's been fun to, to ride that out with them. And it's, it's hard for me to root for Buffalo. And I was going to say this earlier because I have not been fans of Bill Bill's mafia for the last few years. There's some things about the Bill's mafia that I do not like. And when you see the video of the one guy, I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but did you see the one guy jump um body slam on a guy that caught on fire on the table? <laughs> I did. Man. I did. And, and, <laughs> And then Jason Kelsey out there with all those guys. I mean, that guy's a king, man. I, I actually, I didn't see Kelsey out there. That's awesome, though. And then there's the uh, the one from last week that was surfacing, and I I took great pride in watching the guy that was crying in the terrible towel, and then wiping his butt with it, and rubbing it through his crotch, and dancing around. I'm like, how does this guy feel now that? They just blew it wide right against Kansas City. So oh, I, I changed my tune. I 
I was fine with Kansas City after I saw those videos. But let's talk. <laughs> let's talk Steelers, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, man. So we're gonna do our recap. I'm not gonna really chime in here. I'm gonna want to get Kevin's opinion on these, and let's start off with the best win. Yeah, I yeah I thought the best. Win, well, first of all, you swept. We swept the Ravens. So so that's beautiful. But but that's seven out of eight over Baltimore, and I don't ever want to feel as though beating Baltimore is less than special because of that rivalry. But you've kind of gotten used to it. So I'm going to step outside of that and say, I really thought the best win of the year was week 17 at Seattle when they, they had to go across the country for the third time this year out to the West coast against a, a Seattle team that was fighting for its playoff life and, and is really tough at home. And they dominated that game. I mean, that was a really impressive performance and uh, one where you know Mason Rudolph came through again as the starter and the Steelers with all those injuries, everybody stepped up, got awesome performances from some of their, their step-in guys uh, in that game like Eric Rowe and Miles Jack. So, I mean, that, that was a really satisfying win. Uh, interesting stat for you, Brian. Uh, the Steelers ha- had gone, if you go all the way back to 2012, the Steelers were three and nine in games west of the Rocky Mountains. And this year alone, they went 3-0 and west of the Rocky Mountains. So they, they had some pretty impressive West Coast wins this year. That is absolutely huge. I kind of thought you were going to go with Week 16 against Cincinnati. That was just as important. But I kind of agree with you. I think that Seattle win was a good statement going into that last game of the year, going into Baltimore. So I love it. Now let's flip the coin, the worst loss of the year, Kevin. Mm, yeah. Uh, Well, obviously the two at home against uh, New England and Arizona jump out because those were bad football teams and the Steelers seem to be in pretty good position at seven and four, maybe to get to nine and four at the time. But the one that really got me was the third in that string at Indianapolis, where I just felt they no showed, you know, it just seemed like the Steelers went out to Indianapolis and, and they just didn't show up. They got physically dominated by the Indianapolis Colts. And in the second half, I mean, Pittsburgh jumped out to a 13-0 lead in that game and then got their doors blown off, outscored 31-0 the rest of the way. And by the and by the fourth quarter, they were a beaten team that had quit. And it's not very often where you see uh, a Steelers team quit. And after that game was over, you and I talked about it on this show, that we felt like at that point they were 7-7. Seven and seven. They had just lost three terrible games in a row. Their chance of making the playoffs by the the people who calculate that stuff was down to four percent, and you and I both thought that it it that may have been the lowest moment of Mike Tomlin's tenure as Pittsburgh's head coach. Of course, in very Mike Tomlin fashion, he got him to rebound and win out. But honestly, I felt like that was the absolute low point of the season after that loss in Indy. And they were not easy teams that they beat for those final three. So I will agree with you on that. I will actually, I'm going to throw one in here real quick, but I'm going to give my opinion. I think, I know you didn't have this on the list, but best loss might be the Cleveland loss. It sucked at the time, but it led to change that is going to go ahead and ultimately help this organization. And it was the change in offensive coordinator. Yeah, no doubt. That was, there are such things as useful losses. And that was certainly one. Rookie of the year, you can go actually four ways here, Kevin. 
Right, man. They got some great contributions from their top four picks. The guy I'm going to go with is Joey Porter Jr. because he was the most consistently steady all year long. He was the he was statistically speaking the best uh, co- uh, rookie corner in the NFL this year. Gave up the least number of completions, uh, the lowest completion percentage on passes targeted his way, the lowest quarterback rating on balls thrown his way of any of the rookie corners. Uh, I just thought that he elevated himself so quickly, not just into the starting lineup, but into number one corner status. And, and, you know, by the, by the time he got to the playoffs, it was, it, it didn't make you nervous at all that, that the Steelers were basically going to have him shadow Stefan Diggs. So to have a corner now who, you know, can be a shutdown guy, even against some of the elite receivers in the league and to know that that guy's only going to enter his second season next year is phenomenal. So he was my guy. Who do you got? You know what? I don't really have one because I would say Joey Porter Jr. I love what Broderick Jones did. I love what Keanu Benton did and my gut excited about Nick Herbig as well. But I want to go ahead and ask you who you think is the long-term stealer here. I'm not, I'm not saying, uh, we were talking about the best now, but who, when 10 years are up and we're looking at 2033, who do you think is the best rookie from this class as far as a longtime Pittsburgh Steeler? I think Jones has the highest upside. I mean, my God, that guy, he, that kid's just 21 years old. And, and he was learning on the job this year and he got better and better every week. And to listen to Mike Tomlin talk about him and compare him to Marquise Pouncey in terms of his leadership uh, and, and what he brought to that line was, was awesome. And he, so he's a guy who I feel like when he really learns the NFL when he really smooths out some of the rougher edges in his game. And when he grows up again, man, he's 21 years old. He's wearing braces. Uh, yeah, he just got his braces off. I mean, he's a guy that's, that's going to turn into a, a, a grown man. And I think will be one of the premier left tackles in the league. And the great thing to know is he's a good character guy now. And that's the thing. So when you talk about growing up, you're not talking about mentally, you're talking about more physically. And it's hard to think about a guy like that getting even physically stronger. Yeah. He he still has some of his baby fat, you know, like his body can, can, uh, I don't want to say transform, but he can certainly mature from that sense. Kevin, I still have my baby fat and I'm in my fifties, but anyways, (laughs) That, that may be that may be uh, from different causes, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping me real. Keeping me real. <laughs> Biggest surprise, Kevin. Uh, for me, it's got to be Mason Rudolph. For me, I mean, I I did not see that coming. I, I if you had told me, if you had told me the Steelers were going to win their last three games with Rudolph at quarterback, maybe it wouldn't have have stunned me. But I certainly would not have written that script. The script would have been like they win these ugly like sixteen to fourteen games where. The offense looks terrible, and Rudolph, you know, he doesn't kill him, but he certainly doesn't play well. He played darn good football for three weeks there. He looked like a starting quarterback in the NFL. He didn't turn the ball over. He looked like a completely different guy from the Mason Rudolph we saw a couple years ago. So I I, I challenge any Steeler fan to say that they weren't uh, significantly surprised by his performance. You know what? I'll agree with that. I'm going to throw in two just for consideration. One – People are going to argue with me on this one, and that's okay. I still think Jalen Warren was a surprise to me. 
And we knew that he had a lot of potential, which some people, that's a dirty word, but he just went on another level and really elevated his game. I, I was so pleased with what he did. I, I knew he was going to be important there, but not really to the extent that he was. And I'm going to throw in Marcus Golden as well. I, the Steelers have been so snake bitten with that number three guy because of the Melvin Ingram debacle with other guys that they tried to bring in there. And I'll say that that was something really special. And for a lot of people, I'm going to throw in one more. I think a Landon Roberts surprised a lot of people, but not me. Yeah. Landon Roberts is great. Yeah. Uh, but I agree about Warren. We got a taste of it last year and then, what he did this year was, was even, uh, you know, exceeded people's expectations. I believe who disappointed you most this year. You know, I, I'm not going to name a player specifically, but I, I will say this as a whole, the thing I was most disappointed in was the failure to develop Kenny Pickett. And, and, and part of that is obviously on Pickett, but I think a bigger part of that is on Matt Canada and the offensive staff. It just felt like, the way Pickett finished the 2022 season, it was so encouraging. He 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 was just a, a a dude down the stretch, man. Especially in those fourth quarters, he had that clutch gene. He was playing good football, wasn't putting up crazy numbers, but but he was showing the progress that you want to see. And then he had that lights out preseason, and it just felt like, oh man, he's he's making a leap. And I don't know, I, you know, maybe maybe opening up against the 49ers scarred him in some way, but uh, he just never got it back. And then he seemed to regress for long stretches during the season. Now, I will say this after post Matt Canada, when they fired Matt Canada and they replaced him with Mike Sullivan, and Eddie Faulkner, Pickett only played about five and a half quarters uh, under that regime until he got before he got hurt. But his numbers were awesome. He was like 30 out of 37 for 300 and some yards and a couple touchdowns and no interceptions. So I don't know if you, if you, if, if he doesn't get hurt there and he plays it out under the, you know, the, the new offensive coordinator duo, does he continue to show that improvement? And are we having a different conversation about him? Are we, are we talking about him the way we're talking about Rudolph right now? I, I don't know the answer to that, but he certainly didn't develop the way that we had hoped. And that was hugely disappointing. All right, a guy that we already talked about might be in the running for unsung hero, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So you know who I, I would have gone with if he had stayed healthy was Cole Holcomb because yes. I thought that Cole Holcomb was such a steadying force uh, at the linebacker spot. But, I, but I'll go with his, his, uh, his teammate in there, Alandon Roberts. I thought Alandon Roberts was a pro's pro uh, did all the dirty work, did all the little things, played uh, visibly hurt the last two weeks. Uh, the finale against Baltimore in the playoff game. Uh, just, I mean, I thought he was a warrior, man. And and, and I, he's he's a guy that, like, you you know, he makes some big hits. And then you look in the stats and he'll, he'll have seven or eight tackles. And you can appreciate that. But when you turn on the all 22 and you watch him on a down-to-down basis, and you look at the little things that he does, like like his ability to fill gaps properly to eat up blocks so somebody else comes free to make a tackle, whereas like a Devin Bush last year wasn't willing to do those things. Uh, it, it, it made a big difference. So 
Holcomb and Holcomb initially Roberts to finish were my unsung heroes. I'm going to flip the two on the list here. And I think Roberts could be number two for this next category, but this is a quickie defensive MVP. There's no other than 90. Is there? No, 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 no. That's a, that feels like a, you know, we, we should talk about who comes in next behind him. <laughs> and that might be a landed. It might be. I mean, he, again, man, he did, he, he was such a steadying influence at the linebacker uh, spot. And, you know, there, there was, there was some usual suspects in that conversation. Highsmith, uh, who, who started off great. And then, you know, maybe he got worn out a little bit as the year wore on. He wasn't as effective down the stretch. Minka Fitzpatrick didn't have his best year. I think some of that had to do with the way that he was used this past season and the rotation of safeties that he had to play with, his injuries, all those different things. Uh, but, I, you know, the other guy that would might be in that conversation is Porter. I, I mean, you know, it's TJ1 and then, right, is it Roberts 2? Is it is it – I mean, Porter solved a lot of problems for the Steelers this year. He absolutely did. Your offensive MVP, this is an interesting one. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go outside the box here only because it's really hard for me to come up with a guy. Uh, usually you think skill players. Well, there's not a quarterback. Uh, I struggle to choose a wide receiver. Pickens had some good numbers, but his season was so up and down and filled with drama that I I, I would never name him the MVP. So so I'm going to go with the, with up front and I'm going to go Isaac Sayamalo. I knew you were going to do it. Did you, did he, well, you know, I love the big guys up front, man. And, and, and I'm a, I'm a person who believes that football teams uh, are developed from the inside out. And, you know, the offensive line just got better and better as the season wore on. And I think, you know, once he got acclimated to what the Steelers were doing, it made a big difference. You saw it in the run game, but just the way that the guys talk about him, uh, Cam Hayward called him a silent assassin. I thought that was a great, description just about the way he goes about his business uh he's a true lead by example guy you you want to look in the absence of a, of a, a star playmaker you, you say to yourself well from whom do the, do they take their identity or do they want to take their identity and i think if the steelers can assume the identity of a player like say amalu they'll they'll be much more effective on offense all right before we get to the last one I have wait, to wait, can I back can I back up and ask for yours? Who, who do you got? You know what? I'm actually if we're going offensive MVP, I'm going to say the second half run game featuring Najee Harris yeah. and Jalen Warren. Yeah. I yeah. I really liked I I had a lot of trust in Najee Harris at the end of this season, especially at the uh the way he when even when they were losing those three games where he was fighting, battling, balling, it it was just it, it was something special. And he finally was getting those 100 yard games, but he was greatly helped out and was able you were able to keep Najee a little more fresh. I would have liked the team to have used them better and not telegraphed some things, but that's on the scheme. But I really liked this tandem. And I think it's a tandem that needs to stay. I don't think there needs to be a one. I don't think there needs to be a two. I think there needs to be a duo. Yeah. No, I agree. It's a good choice. We got to do this before we get to the last sentence. It's dude of the year. Uh, dude of the year. Um, well, 
it, it felt like every week we could have we could have named TJ Watt the, the the dude of the week. Uh, he just felt like the guy uh, who who brought it uh, every you know every week that he was on the field. But I'm gonna I'm gonna if we're gonna say dude of the year, I got a name that I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there because there's a possibility that it may be the last time that we get to honor this guy. Cam Hayward has been the ultimate stealer. He has been the guy who has been, you know, the captain and the face of this team now for years. And, uh, and a guy that, you know, he, he'll be one of those guys that like, you won't really appreciate how much he brought to this team until he's gone. And so I hope he's back for one more year, but we'll have to see. So he's my guy. Not only a heart guy, a soul guy, but a voice too. the heart, the soul, the voice of the Steelers, number 97, Cam Hayward. And finally, Kevin, let's finish this sentence. To compete for a championship in 2024, the Steelers must. Okay, so this this will now be <laughs> the projection ahead and what you and I are going to spend a lot of time talking about, I'm sure, over the next several months. But to compete in 2024, the Steelers must ace their hiring of an offensive coordinator. They cannot miss on this. It is, it is really going to uh, determine, I believe, the the future in the near future of the franchise they need somebody who can bring in uh and evolve the passing game they've got it they've got to develop a, a modern nfl passing attack they need somebody who can develop kenny pickett the way that you've seen some offensive coordinators come in and develop their young quarterbacks the way bobby Slowick did in houston uh with cj stroud uh, the way that uh you know they, that they've that uh they've done in detroit uh, ben Johnson did with Jared Goff. I mean, Kenny Pickett is redeemable, man. I, I believe that. I don't believe that he's a guy who we've seen, you know, who he is. He can, his game can evolve, but it can't evolve without the right guy uh, as his coordinator. So that hiring to me is the most important thing that they have to do in this offseason. For me, it's six words hire smart, upgrade strong, and stay healthy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm seven, Brian. I was trying to count your words there. No, that's, that's, that's six. They're two words uh, each. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the health issue, right? I, it just, I mean, everybody has to battle through injuries, but my gosh, man, this, that bug bit the Steelers hard on defense this year. And it just felt like with them pulling guys off the couch, uh, guys I'd never even heard of before, like Michael Walker now suddenly becoming. Uh, the guy wearing the green dot. You just have to hope everybody's got to battle through injuries, but you just hope you get a better, a little bit better luck next year in that regard. Absolutely. So I do want to add another dude of the year and it's KT Smith. And I'm not doing that to flatter you. You already like me. We're buddies, but no, man, you put on a clinic every single week and you continue to do so. Um, ballot with all that do for fans for sports network and steel curtain network and in your profession and with your family life my gosh i don't know when you have the time to do stuff but you do it one of the hardest working guys in sports podcasting let's give it up for kevin smith uh we love what you do and we're thankful for you buddy well thanks brian man it's a it's a pleasure to be able to do something that you're passionate about talk about a team that you love and a fan base that shares our passion for this. I mean, it's awesome, man, just to be able to to have a community of people that all share this, this love for the Steelers and be able to put to use 
some of what I've learned over the years, I've had some amazing teachers that have forgotten more about football than I know. So it'll be, uh, it's been fun. And, you know, hey, man, one of these days you and I are going to get to talk about a playoff win. I know, and I cannot wait. That's going to be absolutely amazing. That We are going to get ready for our fifth season. I cannot believe that. Fifth season together here. That's just amazing to me. And I think it's going to happen. I'm staying positive. Me too. Again, I, you know, the article I, I wrote that uh, just came out today on Steel Curtain Network is uh, titled that, you know, the Steelers may be closer to contending than most people think. And I do believe that. Uh, I, I believe that, again, they got to ace some of their offseason decisions. But if they do that, I think they're right there. Absolutely. So to quote one of my favorite movies, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And it's not Die Hard, even though I love Die Hard. It's Lethal Weapon. The great Martin Riggs, played by Mel Gibson. What did one shepherd say to the other shepherd? Let's get the <laughs> flock out of here. Oh, uh, man. It's still thought... PG. It's PG. All right. For Katie Smith, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for those hypocycloids, Taylor fans. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.